Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and more importantly, welcome back, Giants fans, to another episode of the Say Hey Podcast, the podcast that is home to all things Giants baseball. Folks, before we dive into today's show, I would like to take a moment to let you know that you can find the Say Hey Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you're hearing, then don't be afraid to subscribe. And if you really like the show, then make sure to leave a review. But most importantly, make sure to spread the word. With that being said, let's dive right in. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Say Hey Podcast. It's been a while. I think it's episode 19, if I remember correctly. I'm your host today, James Donahue, as I am for every show. Hopefully that's not a deal breaker for you. And folks, if you're wondering why I didn't post on Friday, don't worry. I didn't forget about you all. I wouldn't dare dream of doing that. Uh, But since the season is now over, I'm going to be posting once a week now. Don't worry, it's not going to be a permanent thing. It's just going to be an off-season thing. But who knows, maybe I'll start posting twice a week again just because of how much I miss you guys. All right, that was a little bit weird. Moving on to today's show. Folks, if you are missing Giants baseball like I am, I'm already having withdrawals and I still haven't gotten a good night's rest because I keep seeing Rob Drake in my nightmares. With that being said, I thought it was a good idea to kind of just reflect on our season because as we all know, the season did not end the way we wanted it to, but that does not mean we still didn't have a good season. We all know the type of season we had, so why not reminisce about it? We got nothing better to do. And honestly, after going over this list that I created, these top 10 moments, it definitely gets me excited for the 2021 season. All right, let's just go ahead and start it off. Now, keep in mind, just because I labeled them 1 through 10 does not mean that's how I ranked them. They're they're, they are ranked in any particular order, so I'm just going to go ahead and start reading them off. Starting off with number one, Yaws walks it off versus San Diego. When the Giants played the Padres on July 29th, little did I know I was going to watch one of the greatest regular season Giants games I have ever seen. This game was filled with plenty of offense, which ended up being a constant theme throughout the season, and the Giants would finish this game collecting 12 hits, including a triple from Alex Dickerson in the bottom of the second inning. And next inning, Yaz would go on to hit a two-strike home run off Chris Paddock in the bottom of the third. But of course, it wouldn't be a game played against San Diego without home runs from Manny Machado and Trent Grisham, which is exactly what happened, giving the Padres a 6-2 lead. However, Alex Dickerson would supply some power of his own, hitting a solo home run to make the score 6-3 Padres in the bottom of the sixth inning. But the lead didn't last long when Donovan Solano hit a three-run bomb in the bottom of the eighth to tie the game. And then the next inning, Yaws would go on to finish off the night, hitting another two-strike bomb into McCovey Cove to send the Giants home. All right, number two, Solano's hit streak. Donovan Solano started his 2020 season off with a 17-game hit streak, and during that streak, Solano produced a batting average of .439 and collected 29 hits, including 9 doubles and 15 RBIs. The best part was that Solano was able to maintain his hot start well into the 60-game season because in the month of August, he hit 
a batting average of 291, and in September he hit 325, eventually going on to hit 326 on the entire season, becoming one of the Giants' most consistent hitters and also one of the best hitters in the league. Number three, this is one of my favorites Dickerson versus Colorado. This year, when Alex Dickerson played the Colorado Rockies, no matter where the games were played, he hit the ball, and he hit the ball far. During the 2020 season, Alex Dickerson produced a 417 batting average at Coors Field. But when the Giants went to Coors Field on September 1st for a short two-game series, something happened. Wait, 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 wait. Scratch that. Scratch that. Something big happened. Wait, wait, wait. Scratch that again. No, no, no. Something legendary happened. In these two games, Dickerson produced a 667 batting average, collecting seven hits and 11 at-bats, including three home runs and two doubles in Game 1, while also racking up six RBIs in this game. But what made this game even more legendary was that the Giants would go on to score 23 runs on 27 hits, continuing to show the world that the Giants could hit and they could do it better than the majority of the league. But the hits against Colorado did not stop there because on September 21st, the Rockies would come to Oracle Park for a four-game series and Dickerson decided to put on another show for all the spectators. During his four-game series, Dickerson produced a 433 batting average collecting eight hits and 15 at-bats that included four doubles and two more home runs, making him the most lethal hitter to ever play against the Rockies. Now, I'm not sure if that's actually true, but my God, he beat up the Rockies really bad this year. All right, number four, Slater and Yaz hit homers off Kershaw in the same inning. Like most games this year, this game against Kershaw was filled with plenty of hits from the Giants, but the third inning was especially exciting considering that Slater and Yaz both hit solo home runs in the same inning. Slater, on two strikes, hit a solo home run in the top of the third inning to score the first run of the game, and then Yaz hit another solo home run on two strikes as well to make the score 2-0 against the Dodgers. Slater would actually go on to hit another home run in this game, and Yaz would go on to hit a double, making them key contributors to the 10 total hits the team hit that night. Now, what makes this moment so memorable is because I very rarely see two home runs hit off, the, hit off the future Hall of Famer, Kershaw, in the same inning. But of course, another reason the game is memorable is because we would go on to win this game against the Dodgers in L.A., which doesn't really happen too often. Number five, and speaking of wins against the Dodgers, the next moment that comes to mind is another walk-off home run. But this time it was from Donovan Solano against the Dodgers in the 11th inning. Now, earlier I mentioned that the San Diego game was one of the best regular season games I've ever watched, but after revisiting what happened in this game, it's honestly tough to choose which one was better, especially when the Giants recorded 14 hits and the Dodgers collected 12 of their own. This game was quite the nail-biter, and here's why. Max Muncy, of course, hit a three-run jack off Johnny Cueto in the first inning to open up the scoring. Shocker. But Brandon Belt hit a three-run bomb of his own in the bottom of the first to tie the game 3-3. Then, Corey Seager decided to get in on the action when he hit a solo home run in the third inning, giving the Dodgers a one-run lead over the Giants, but the Dodgers would continue to tack on two more runs after that, finishing the third inning with a 6-3 lead. But Brandon Bell didn't like that at all, which is probably why he would come up big again when he had an RBI double in the bottom of the fifth inning, making the score 6-4. to four. 
Then in the bottom of the seventh, I know this is a lot, but my God, this was exciting. With the bases loaded and no outs, Joey Bart would hit into a double play, but a run would end up scoring, making the score 6-5 to five in the bottom of the seventh. And then who else? Brandon Belt, of course, would hit a game-tying solo home run in the bottom of the ninth off Kenley Jansen to tie the game 6-6. Six to six. But unfortunately, that would be all they'll score in the ninth, thus forcing the game to go into extra innings. But in the bottom of the 11th inning with two outs, Donovan Solano would decide that he wanted the game to end when he had a two-run bomb off Dennis Santana to end the game in walk-off fashion. And fun fact, this win was the Giants' seventh win in a row. That was a lot. All right, number six, Kevin Gosman strikes out 38 batters in the month of August. In August, Kevin Gosman pitched 27 innings and collected 38 strikeouts, which equates to about 12.6 strikeouts per nine innings. Some notable performances was striking out 11 Oakland batters in 5.2 innings and striking out six Dodger hitters while allowing one run in 6.1 innings pitched. The way he pitched in August set him on pace to reach 259 strikeouts in 186 innings pitched over the course of a 162-game season, but... It's hard to say that Gosman was particularly lights out because he still managed to give up five home runs in August, but it's definitely safe to say that he was throwing some dominating stuff. Number seven, Drew Smiley pitches four innings of relief and strikes out eight batters in his first appearance back from the DL. On September 10th, the Giants traveled to San Diego to take on the Padres, and of course, just like every game played against the Padres, it can never be too easy. Game one of this series was started by Trevor Cahill, and he was shortly taken out of the game after giving up four earned runs on five hits and three innings pitched. However, once Smiley took over, I'm pretty sure this was the only time the Padres struggled to hit the ball all season. Smiley would go on to strike out seven of the first ten batters he faced that night, but would finish the night with eight total strikeouts. Number eight, Jarlin Garcia pitches 15 straight innings without giving up a run. Jarlin Garcia was one of the most consistent and most successful relief pitchers on our team during the 2020 season. He finished the season with a 0.49 ERA and struck out 14 batters in 18.1 innings pitched. But the best part of Jarlin's season was that he did not give up a single run until September 22nd and then proceeded to pitch the rest of the season without giving up another run. Having Jarlin Garcia be a part of the three-headed lefty monster in our bullpen, along with Caleb Berger and Sam Selman, sets the Giants up nicely to construct a formidable bullpen for the 2020 season and also seasons to come. Number nine, the Giants beat Madison Bumgarner in his first time back at Oracle Park. Now, although I wasn't necessarily happy to see the Giants beat Bumgarner, mainly because I have no ill feelings towards him, the reason why this moment is so memorable is because this was the first time we as fans watched Bumgarner pitch at Oracle Park in a different uniform. Thanks to some supplied power by Evan Longoria and Darren Ruff, who both hit back-to-back solo, solo homers in the second inning, and Joey Bart and Mauricio Dubon hitting back-to-back triples, the Giants were able to walk away from this game winning 4-3. to Overall, Bumgarner had a tough year. He finished the season with a 6.48 ERA and a record of 1-4. And, and like I said, it's not necessarily something you like to see simply because of how much we love Bumgarner as fans, but it did seem like he started to figure things out towards the end of the season. 
He pitched five scoreless innings against the Astros and struck out seven of them, and then he would go on to pitch five more scoreless innings against the Rockies while striking out four. And he only gave up two hits in each of those outings, so hopefully next year Mad Bum can figure out how to continue that success going forward in his career as a Diamondback, and I wish him all the success. All right, the last one, number 10. Brandon Belt produces the best batting average of his career. Brandon Belt finished the season hitting 309 batting average, but he also managed to produce the best slugging percentage in 591 and OPS and 1.015 of his career as well. Now, before you say anything, I know these numbers come from a 60-game season, but if you look at the numbers even closer, you can see that Belt was on pace to get 147 hits and 474 at-bats over the course of a 162-game season, which would equate to a batting average of 310. Now, do I think Belt is guaranteed to produce a batting average so elite during the 2021 season? I'm not necessarily sure it'll be that exact number, but I definitely expect to see something that resembles or is close to at least 300. And the reason why I believe that is because of the quality of contact he was making. Bell was hitting the ball harder this year than he had ever hit over the course of his 10-year career. But not only that, his strikeout percentage was the lowest it had ever been. Again, I know I'm talking about a 60-game season, but his approach to the plate was different this year, as were a lot of Giants hitters such as Brandon Crawford and Wilmer Flores. As for Belt, though, when you're making quality contact with the ball and you aren't striking out, that's the perfect recipe to finding success on the field, and it was definitely fun to watch this year. All right, folks, that is going to be all for today's show. Hope you enjoyed it. Again, the season did end very, very poorly for us, but the way I can somehow digest it a little bit is by acknowledging the type of season that we had and it was a phenomenal season for what we were dealt for what we were expecting and don't worry if this didn't get you excited for the 2021 season I'll be producing like I said episodes once a week but those episodes are going to be filled with plenty of information to get you ready to get you informed and like I said to get you excited next week I will be posting once a week again on Tuesday And it's going to be an episode revolving around contracts, free agents, players that I think the Giants should go after, players I think the Giants shouldn't go after, and what the next move should be in order to have another successful offseason. Again, folks, this is the Say Hey Podcast. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and you can go ahead and head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review and a rating if you feel so inclined. Again, folks, please keep staying safe out there. We are living in a crazy world right now, but the way we get through it is one day at a time, just like we got through our season one game at a time. Folks, love you so much. Thanks again for all the support. It's still so overwhelming. I can't fully comprehend it yet. Keep having a great start to your week, folks. Today is Tuesday, which means tomorrow's Wednesday, which means the day after that is Thursday, and then it is Friday. And like I said, we get through these weeks one day at a time. All right, everybody, keep a lookout for next week's episode on Tuesday. And most importantly, go Giants.